Thank you for joining us today on Community Podcast. I'm Matt Haynes. And back in the studio for a midweek discussion, I have Coach Ray Leak. Thanks again, Coach, for joining us. Yep, thanks for having me back this week. I appreciate it. Yeah, so while taking care of business, uh, not only every day, but every week, the first three weeks of football, high school football, and uh, what a statement made against uh, the visiting Meadowbrook Colts. And um, 63 nothing. Uh, it sounds like, uh, it seems like, and, and, and the, the viewers got to, to witness a little bit of a, I wouldn't say revenge, but three years in a row, I think I heard the Colts uh, beat you guys, right? Yeah, it's been since 2016 that uh, we've picked up a victory over them. Um, two years ago, we didn't play because of COVID, but every other year since then, yeah, it's been since 2016. Okay, so the excitement and the kids were hyped for that, and I felt like uh, uh, obviously you, you got out early and just stayed on top of that. Yeah, our kids were excited. You know, anytime you get to play in a, a rival game, you know, a backyard brawl to say, uh, it's a, it's an exciting week for our kids, for their kids. And, you know, those communities are so close and, you know, we share a lot of the same things. And, you know, anytime you, you get that rival game in you, that one circled on your schedule and our kids were amped up all week, had a good week of practice last week. And, you know, they continued to uh, roll Friday night. They executed well. They went with the game plan and, and they did their job. Was the stadium uh, pretty packed? Yeah, um, I don't know that I've seen McFarland Stadium that full in a long time. So it was good that that both communities came out and supported their program. Um, you know, the atmosphere was great; fans were into it. So I, it was an exciting, exciting night there at McFarland Stadium Friday night. And uh, you know, we we appreciate all the support from our community and our student section and and all of our fans that were able to, to come out Friday night. Yeah, and I'm sure there was a, I mean, even though, you know, we like to win and pour it on if we can, I'm sure there was a, you know, I'm sure a good atmosphere and respect for the opponents. Yeah, yeah, I thought they traveled pretty well. You know, their side was packed as well. Um, And it was just, it was a good game for us. You know, I think that our kids responded. Um, You know, they got the the better of us last year. Um, So, you know, we wanted to come out ready for this one this week and, uh, you know, turn turn things around here because I said it's been since 2016 that uh, we've picked up a victory over them. So, uh, you know, hats off to our kids again for working their uh, tails off there all week. And then they came out Friday night ready to play right from the, the start. That's good. Give the listeners a recap. So 3-0 and and just a recap uh, the first three games. Yeah, so 3-0, and you know, that's, that's how any uh, head coach wants to start their season, any program. Uh, you, you want to go at one and zero each week. So week one, we had Indian Creek at their place, and we won twenty eight to uh, zero there. Week two, Kashocton came uh, in, into McFarland Stadium that that uh, home, I guess, reopening of the new McFarland Stadium, and we uh, we got the win there, forty two to seven. And then rival week uh, this past week, uh, Meadowbrook came in, and, and we we picked up the victory over them as well. And you know, we head back on the road this week to uh, Indian Valley. Yes. What do we? What do you? What can you give the listener uh, some insight on uh, Indian Valley? Yeah, they're they're a traditional you know run team. They they want to pound the ball at you and try to catch you you know stopping the run and then, and then they'll go for the home run ball or try to hit you with the pass. Um, 
defensively, they, they fly around to the football. They're pretty quick. They're not the biggest team we play, but they're, they're physical. So they're going to fly to the ball. They've got quick guys on the defensive side. Um, they've thro- thrown different defenses every week at, at each team they've played. So we're going to have to be prepared for a three and a four-man front there up front. Uh, and, and we know that our kids have done a nice job at, at getting reps at that in practice. So, you know, they're they're a good program. They are. They're one and two. Um, but they've lost two really, really close games to good teams. Uh, Roosevelt out of D.C. and then Dover 20-6 to six last week. You know, that's res- respectable. So they're, they're a tough, hard-nosed football team. Their kids are going to play. You know, a lot of the guys are going to play both ways, and they're going to they're going to get after you on both sides of the ball. Again, they're going to try to run the ball, and defensively, they're going to swarm to the ball and, and try to try to shut you down there. And you know, I think it should be a good one. It's a good test for us. It's a Division Four team in our region that's traditionally in the playoffs, so it's, it's going to give uh, give us a look at, at what we can expect after uh, Week Ten this year. Yeah, and traveling there, how are you keeping? Uh, we've talked about this. I think about every time we've met, uh, just keeping the kids' mindset, uh, understanding that, uh, you know, 63, nothing, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a great, uh, it's a great win. It's a, it's, it's huge as far as building the kids, you know, you know, psyching them up and stuff, but now going into a, uh, on the road after that, how can you, I mean, you, you have some good kids playing for you. They're, they seem like they're really level headed. Uh, but, but as a coach, how do you, continue to maintain them uh, keeping that mindset yeah i think the biggest thing is one you, you've got to have that work eth- work ethic every week you can't be satisfied with going three and oh because your goal this week is to be four now and to do that you've got to continue to put in that work all week and, and then hopefully friday night you come out with a win which is what we've done the past three weeks so i, I think it's keeping the same game plan as far as your routine practice schedule, making sure that you're getting good quality reps in practice and that you're prepared for your opponent on Friday night. Uh, as far or as level-headed, I think our kids, you know, the way I've seen them practice and the focus that they've had this week in practice, uh, it's been great. So I don't think that we're overlooking any team by any means that we've played to, to this point, um, but they know there's a, a challenge here Friday night, and our goal, again, is, is every week is going to be the same. We want to go 1-0. And to do that, your work ethic has to be unmatched, and you got to outwork your opponent every week. That's good. How about the uh, any injury reports, and how about uh, is everybody staying pretty healthy? Yeah, we're pretty healthy um, as far as you know, from this past week. You know, other than the, the ones that we've spoke about in the past. Um, so uh, overall, we're again you got guys who are banged up or bruised up, but uh, nothing serious or nothing that uh, you know should should alter us too much, but. Um, yeah, we're overall pretty healthy. And, you know, if we can continue that and keep our depth, that's how you make those deep playoff runs because you need every guy involved to uh, to stay healthy and be their best come Friday night. No doubt. And the, uh, you know, 63 nothing, 465 yards total offense. That's yep. that's great. You guys have been right around there almost that 400-plus yards of total offense every week so far, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Wow, that's great. How about, um, you know, of course, hats off again to Cade Moore. Uh, I don't know what his pa- passing ratio is or, or, or percentage, but it, it seems like uh, he's hitting his targets. And, of course, I've seen – I, I watched some uh, – tried to get some highlights, and uh, there were some nice catches in there as well. 
Uh, it seems like he's doing his work and uh, they're doing their work. They want to do everything they can, uh, you know, to make him look good. He is good, but uh, you know, they, they, he puts it up there for them and they want, they want to also, uh, it seems like do good for him. Yeah. I think offensively, you got to start with the guys up front without those guys, that offense does they we don't have 400 plus yards. We don't have time for Caden to throw. We don't have holes to run the ball. And so hats off, you know, congratulations to our big guys up front who do a lot of the work, don't get a lot of the stats, don't get a lot of the recognition. So, uh, you know, I, I want to thank them for the work and effort they put in. Um, but yeah, Caden Moore as well. He had one incompletion last last mm. week, twenty one for twenty two. You told you said he needed to clean it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> he's got one more to clean up. Huh? <laughs> no, he's had seven seven incompletions all year. Wow! So through three games that have seven incompletions, that's those are insane numbers. And again, we we know that's what he's capable of, and he's done that thus far this season. Um, but but you said it too, you know the guys who are, are getting the ball, you know they're running good routes, they're doing their job, they're catching the ball, uh, they're getting to zones that are open. So I, I think it takes everyone, all eleven guys on the field, not just Caden Moore, or not just Devin Ogle or Davion or Caldwell or Owen Feldner. It takes all those other guys too who aren't getting the ball. You know they're the ones who really make the play, and and Caden's doing a nice job at finding the guys and. And getting the guys in open space to to then make that play or break that that five yard, ten yard, twenty yard run into a touchdown. So, yeah, I think our guys are doing a nice job at gelling and clicking together, and, and they have that relationship. So that that's a big part of it as well. Is you know they trust one another. They they know where the other guy's going to be. They know what their job is, or you know. They're able to execute the game plan. They're able to execute certain things on offense. And if we can continue to do that and clean up the penalties, our offense is going to be hard to stop. Yeah, and I'm thinking too, like as for a, a, a team coming in against the Cats, uh, you know, a scouting report, when you're seeing uh, four receivers uh, score, you know, four touchdowns, four different receivers, and you, you see that kind of, kind of spread and, and you don't know for sure who – I mean, you know, they're like I like what uh, I seen what Caden had mentioned. Uh, you know, he has some playmakers, yeah, and he just gets it to them. Yep. And when you so when you have all these playmakers as a, as a scout going out and checking this out, it, it could be a little bit of a nightmare for you know coming in to wondering who who you're gonna guard. Yeah, if you have more than one guy, and we do, you know, we have we had four guys I think scored a touchdown pass, uh, caught a touchdown pass on Friday night. How do you key just one of them? Okay, you start keying one of them, the next guy's open. And if you key two, then there's the third guy's open. So it's definitely a, a huge advantage for the Bobcats. It's a huge advantage for a quarterback and offense to have. And it's going to put defenses in a tough spot all year because of that depth. But our guys have done a nice job at, at working, you know, in the offseason. This this isn't luck that, that they're in this spot, you know, that, a lot of people don't see the grind that they put in through the off season. So, you know, I, I want to congratulate our kids and that's why you do that all off season. Cause it pays off now on Friday nights. That's for sure. And I, I know that he had one, I think one rushing touchdown. He hasn't had to, to scramble his way out and, and like take off with the ball too many times. Has he, or and has he had any sacks? Yeah, he, he wasn't sacked last Friday night. No. Um, 
the again that's that's the O line. <laughs> yeah, they're able to pick up you know the the three or four man front in front of them, and if they're going to bring uh, pressure off the outside inside uh, from the linebackers, they've done a nice job at that. You know, giving Caden time to feel comfortable back there to find those open guys. If they don't do that, that, that can be a nightmare for for mm-hmm. a quarterback. And you know they've done a nice job up front and and picking up the blitz and, and making sure that they're locked in and give Caden that time and get the receivers time to get open. So again, it starts up front with those big guys and and the running backs too. If if we have a running back in, if we're not in an empty set, he's got a he's got a responsibility there too to protect the uh, the quarterback and make sure that he cleans up anything that may spill through. That's good. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely showing his confidence level with, uh, you know, being a three-year starter um, with, you know, breaking the the passing record and wow, he's just adding to those numbers. And uh, so yeah, hats off to Caden. Um, How about um, as far as, you know, just special teams? I know, I I think I read there was one called back. Yeah. So, so we had a a one called back. Uh, How, how, how special, I mean, it seems like it's been all just scoring, but is how's special teams? Any any uh, insight for the listener on how special teams are doing? Yeah, our special teams have done a nice job. They're continuing to get better as we get you know comfortable and you start to get into that game scenario, that game like um, you know week week by week. You know they have their routine down. They now know what to expect. Uh, special teams is a huge part of the game. A lot of a lot of people or coaches may think it's it's time for a playoff, but if you can flip the field and you can pin them back deep in their own territory or, you know, Davion took one back. It was called back last week. Um, Owen Feldner did take one back last, last week for a score. Those are huge plays. Mm-hmm. You know, there's another touchdown on the board and your offense isn't even on the field. So offense can win or lose games, you know, cause then you, if, even if you don't score, you can, you can get in good field position. If, if you're down there near your goal line, it's a lot easier to score rather than if you're you're pinned back deep. So you you know we preach to our kids how important special teams are. If they need a break, we're not getting them a break on special teams. We'll get them a break on offense or defense because we need we need to win that field position battle. Yeah, and it seems like uh, well at least for the Colts, uh, it seems like the offense is on on the field just for a few plays, and of course the defense, you know. Hats off to the defense, the way they've shut teams down, only given up uh, one touchdown this year. Uh, speak to us a little bit about the defense. Yeah, they pitched another shutout Friday night, giving up no touchdowns. Um, I think they gave 159 yards total offense to uh, to Meadowbrook there. So another good game plan. Our, the thing is, our kids are rallying to the football. You know, they they don't want to give up those yards. They don't. They, they're stingy. So you know, our, our kids are doing a nice job flying to the ball. Uh, and we preach 11 hats to the football. We want all the guys to surround the ball. Uh, and, and right now our defense is ranked, I think this is in the top five for sure, um, up there. We're giving up 2.3 points per game. So it doesn't get much better than that, only giving up that one touchdown to Coshocton. Um So, so far our kids have been a, have done a nice job getting to the ball, executing their game plan, doing their job, holding their gap, and making sure that you know all 11 are on the same page there. Yeah, and as as we know, iron sharpens iron. It seems like uh, the countenance of one can can sharpen the other, and and so you see this, uh, you know, the offense doing well, and it has to motivate the countenance of the defense just to want to go out and 
uh, I, I think that excitement, ad- adrenaline, they have to feed off one another. Yeah, for sure. You definitely feed off, you know, if your defense gets a sack or a big play, you know, offensively, we want to go out and, and we want to put points on the board or vice versa. So anytime you do a good job on one side, it, it just elevates that other side and then your special teams as well. So you definitely feed off that and the momentum of the game. You know, that could be a game changer there uh, if, if you have the momentum or if you give it away either way. So they definitely feed off one another. And I think we also have a lot of the kids playing defense, play offense, offense, play defense. So once you're in the rhythm of that game and you're, you're getting some confidence and you're, you're playing a, a, a good game, it, you don't want to give up a point on defense or, you know, offensively. You don't want to have to go three and out and then play defense again. You want to score and put more points on the board. So, uh, again, a lot of the guys are playing the same way, and, and they're going to carry over that energy from one side of the ball to the other, either way we are on offense or defense. Mm, yeah, and I, I'd seen Caden uh, had a – he had back-to-back touchdown passes. I mean, yeah. uh, he had he had one and then three uh, three plays and out for, for the Colts, and then – comes back in and throws another one. I, I, how often do you hear that? Uh, you don't hear that often. I mean, honestly, you just don't. Um, but, yeah, he hit Davion down the middle. Uh, then next offensive play, he hits Owen Feldner on a post on the outside. So, again, starts up front. Those guys gave him time. They protect him, keep the pocket clean for him to stay back there and deliver that long ball. And, you know, he delivers it, and then the receivers catch, and they're off to the races. So, Again, it takes a lot of guys to, to be able to do that and the other guys not getting the ball to do their job and run the correct route and, and pull defenders in certain areas is what really allows that to get open. Yeah, I've, some of those passes, uh, he, 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 hits them, he hits them right on the money uh, when they're in full stride. Uh, I've seen uh, – I've seen profe- – I'm not you know trying to compare it to, yeah. to like a professional <laughs> yeah. football player, but uh, yeah, I've seen – Guys miss those. He's he's putting the ball in the money. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have times where you miss. Um, yeah. he, he just hasn't done it much <laughs> this year, and you know, hopefully, he continues with that hot hand. Yes. Again, that you you got to give all that to the timing and the relationship that those guys have with one another, um, and the time that they've put in the off season and seven on sevens and putting in extra effort on Sundays to go and throw, and you know, that's really where all that comfort and all that that um, relationship building and, and putting the time in off the field to just be friends and buddies and, and hang out um, because then you enjoy playing football that much more. So again, our kids did a nice job with that. That's good. How about uh, speak to us a little bit about uh, who I know Indian Valley, um, who would you say there would be your biggest test so far this season? Uh and if not, uh, who who are you looking at to to be the probably somebody would be the biggest? I mean, obviously they may be the biggest test so far, but who are you looking at that might be like a super challenge? Yeah, I would say Indian Valley is definitely you know going to be our hardest opponent to this point. Um, they're just a tough physical team that you know they've got a good running game, they've got a good defense who's going to try to stop everything you do, and they're going to get to the football so. When they do that, they, they can pose some challenges to you as a team. But, you know, I think our kids will be ready. They'll be prepared. They'll be fired up for this one. But definitely our biggest test to, to this point in the season. And then, you know, again, each week, regardless of opponent, we're looking to be 1-0. and So next week we'll have Bel Air, then Martins Ferry come in, 
each week is the biggest week of our season for us. Uh, yes. And uh, the coaching staff, we, you know, we, we talked about that. I think the, the very first podcast we did uh, click in there. And I think that uh, another situation where you have uh, good coaching and I'm sure there's coaches that bring things to mind to you and, and you likewise to them. So you guys have the opportunity to, to also grow and, and, and get better as, as coaches. Yeah. As you, as you go on throughout the season, you know, week one is, is kind of a, you're still feeling each other out. You know, you're still trying to see what you have as far as depth and position wise. And then even as coaches, you know, you're still learning as the season goes as players do. So the longer we go into this and, you know, this is year year three with us and a lot of the guys have been back for three years. So we're pretty comfortable with one another, you know, um, we bounce ideas off of each other on both sides of the football there. So um, I think as we go on throughout this season, we're just going to get better as a coaching staff as well. You know, it, you, you want to be your best in the playoffs. So that's that's what we're looking for. We ask our players to continue to grow throughout the season. And, you know, you have the same expectation for coaches. Yeah. And when you're when you're clicking like you guys have been, obviously it, it makes the coaches look good. But uh, communication is huge, and 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 it seems like things are you guys are taking care of taking care of business. I know there there's some issues with uh, penalties you had mentioned yeah. uh, p- the previous game. How's that going? Yeah, again, we're going to continue to clean that up. You know, there, there's always something you need to work on. Um, that's definitely a focus area for us. We're going to get better at that each week, um, and, and that starts in practice. You know, if we see somebody committing a, a penalty, we're going to take the time to explain you know, why you can't do that or, or how to correctly do that to con- continue to clean that up because that is a focus area for us right now and something that we need to get better at. Yeah, communication is great. Uh, a great tool, great key to be able to do that. And speaking of that, just uh, give us just a little bit of insight on what that uh, maybe a pre, pre-game pep talk uh, or locker room or even a post-game uh, because, I mean, we can, I guess we can tell uh, our, our, our kids and, and the, as we coach and whether it's employees or kids, uh, what is it that, that we can communicate to them that makes it stick rather than just go, uh, you know, go out and tell them to, you know, just pound them in the dirt. You know, what's some of that preseason or not preseason pregame or, or locker room uh, chat look like? Yeah, I mean, to start the game, you want to get them fired up. You you, you want to make sure you guys are ready to, to deliver the hit rather than take it, you know. So, you know, each week is a different message for us, you know, depending on, you know, who we're playing or or what the scenario is. Um, week one, they're always juiced up. It's week one, you get to hit somebody different. You know, week two, you know, so if we, we got to reopen McFarland Stadium. Week three, Rival week, you know, so each theme's a little different as far as pregame and postgame and and I guess, you know, your, your why behind it. But I think the biggest thing when you're delivering those messages or you're coaching your kids or you're talking to your kids is just to be authentic and true and, and honest to them. And, you know, because, again, kids can read through that. And if you can deliver that message and, and truly mean it and stand by it and, and it has meaning to you as a coach, I think that's the biggest part to it because kids will pick up on that and, if you do that, they'll buy into it. And if you can get a kid, you know, to be on your side and you have that relationship with, with you, they'll run through a wall for you. That's good. How about, uh, you know, of course, hats off to the community that, you know, a lot of support from the community and, uh, uh, 
you want to speak into any of that? Just, uh, you know, the way, I mean, the way, you, I mean, obviously when you're winning, it's easy yeah. to, it's easier to want to go see the cats play. It's easier, uh, than when you're, when you're losing, it's easier to sit here and talk about these games on this side. Uh, but yeah, I, I see, I see a lot of excitement around the community. Yeah. You know, again, we want to thank everyone for their support, you know, for coming out to games, you know, any, it feels like anything we do in this community, they're, they're so supportive. If you ask somebody for something or you know somebody needs help, people are there, you know, people are willing to do anything in this community. And that's something that I really love and enjoy about Cambridge is, you know, how, how willing people are to jump in and, and help out or, you know, come out and support you. That's just, that's outstanding. And our kids feed off that in the games. I mean, if that stadium's rocking, our, our student section's going, you know, our kids hear that. They they feel that energy rather than if it, it's quiet like a golf match. They hear that too, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I just think our community has done a nice job, and hopefully they continue to support us. And I know they will. You know, they've been great so far. And, uh, you know, like you said, winning fixes a lot of things, right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Um, but you know, I, I think our fans are, are, are going to be there to support us. And I hope that they continue to do that and continue to, to pack McFarland McFarland stadium. I hope, hopefully they can travel up to Indian Valley this week and, and support us on the road as well as we got a, a tough road test against Indian Valley. So, uh, hopefully you guys come out and sh- support us and cheer us on to another victory Friday night. Yes. Well, coach. Thanks for uh, taking care of business with the cats. And uh, thanks for listening today on community podcast. I'm Matt Haynes and uh, go cats. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me out. Take-